Welcome to Trust the Journey. I'm Jason Maletsky. And I'm Melanie Curtis. Our mission is to live, laugh, love, and learn together with you. We're here to create conscious connections, to grow and contribute through our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust, trusting the entire journey. On the wider internet, our handle is trustthejourney.today. That will get you directly to our website. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Instagram. We would love it if you would subscribe, like, comment, and share. I think most importantly, if you could share our show with other people out there that could find some value in it, that would be huge. And if you would like to support this show, become part of the Trust the Journey family, where we host an expanded conversation and in contact with us directly on a regular basis, you can become a Patreon supporter. Any amount, any amount, a dollar a month, less than, it's not even a cup of coffee, that'll get you into the Patreon supporter group, which is Trust the Journey family on Facebook. And you can find that button on the top of our website, trustthejourney.today. You can find it at the bottom. You can go to Patreon itself and search for it. Either way, if you feel called to support the show, we would encourage and appreciate, and boy, do we ever appreciate our Patreons. Thank you to all of our Patreons. We really appreciate you. You're the ones who are making this show happen. And without you, it simply wouldn't be. Yeah, absolutely. And the numbers don't lie. We've been around over four years now publishing. We have over a we're up, going upwards of 120 episodes. The numbers really are showing that it's time for us to be taking on sponsors, advertisers, partners. So if you own a company or know a brand that would be a fit for us, that could be a good partner for us, please reach out. Go to trustthejourney.today, likely on Instagram, DM us. That's probably the best way to get in touch. Uh, if you're also doing your own podcast editing work or need video editing services, our, our amazing, amazing teammate, Kimberly Joy Voice, go to, go to work with her, KimberlyJoyVoice.com. If you want to find Jay or myself individually, you can go to jasonmaledski.com or all my stuff is at melaniecurtis.com. I'm a keynote speaker and a consultant, so reach out for any of that. And Jay has a really amazing event company called Desert Soul Collective as well. So a lot going on on our sides and thrilled about what's going on with Trust the Journey as well. And so that's what we're going to dive into today. We're going to talk about 2022 and really share about sort of our year in review and where we're headed in 2023. Yeah, I think this is kind of the general theme that our entire audience, the whole, you know, at least the Western world is tapped into as we transition out of one year and into another. It's kind of unavoidable to face that uh, or recognize that period of change. We, we passed the solstice where, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, we're having the shortest day of the year, the longest night, and then we feel that change as we tip through that you know important position relative to our entire universe, and we move into our next year. And, and that's a time for reflection, a time for growth, a time for goal setting. That's one of my favorites. I love this time of year. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was just talking with a client about how I don't really care per se about like the new year. I don't really do New Year's resolutions, quote unquote, I used to be into those. But the reason I am not necessarily a fan, or I don't really do those anymore is because I am constantly 
consistently living my life in such a way where I'm being reflective. And if I notice a change I want to make, I'm not going to wait. So I, but to your point, I really also on the opposite end of the spectrum, really love the new year because I love any excuse for that reflection and for sort of putting a stake in the ground to make positive change and be motivated around it. So yeah, I'm a fan. I'm into it. I love that it brings with it our annual reviews and looking back at what we committed to, how did we do, what did we do great and phenomenally at and what did we flail at or completely drop the ball on? What are we thinking and feeling relative to our personal lives and our professional lives such such that where does trust the journey fit into that and what goals do we want to set for us? So I just love that whole experience of being on a team. And this is, of course, one of my favorite teams, duh. So it's just really enlivening to be a part of this process with you, Jay, and also the family. Thanks, Mel. I am you know, same for me, you know, this year is actually that we just passed the 20 year anniversary of the PD factory team. And it's a huge landmark. I mean, I'm so proud of that entity. And I've got this poster that we've made up of all the teammates, and everything up on my desktop, so that I'm seeing this legacy looking back at me every time I open my computer, there's all the members and there's that reminder of this legacy of all this time. And the reason why I bring that up, not just because I'm so stoked and proud of that journey within that group of people and that team, but it's the also the time for me when I went into a structured practice of goal setting in a group environment with annual reviews and looking back at how we attended to those goals, uh, whether we were successful in achieving them, what level of success we attained, which ones got the most attention and why, which ones didn't get any attention and why. And then, so now this has been a 20 year, it's been two decades of tracking that same process with essentially the same groups of people, the same type of modality. I got that structured practice from that team environment and it has migrated into every team that I'm a part of, whether that's Trust the Journey, whether that is Desert Soul Collective, whether that's Flight One, or that's my personal relationships with the people that I am family with and we think mm-hmm. of ourselves as teammates. Yep. You know, so, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, well, where do you want to start? I mean, because there, there's a lot of places we could start in terms of sharing about this. Um, I almost want to invite you to start because I, I'm not really sure where to begin. I, I feel like I could pick something, but you tell me. Yeah, I'm... I'm kind of linear, you know, I tend to work, you know, flow through the patterns that are laid out for us. I don't feel like that it's really, I need to like reinvent the wheel when it comes to this kind of stuff, you know, like let's just use the tools that are there. So when I look back at the previous year, I tend to look at it in the, uh, follow the calendar along. And what I, what's really relevant for me, when I look back at 2022 and I go, okay, well, I'm actually looking at this year's calendar this weekend coming up. I've got an event with some friends, which is a little memorial gathering to memorialize Jimmy. It's been, Mm -hmm. it'll be one year since he passed this coming weekend. Wow. And that is, I go, holy shit. That was a year ago already. But also the first four, five months of the year, the first five months of the year just vanished for me like they didn't even happen 
you know, they almost, so that's almost the first half of 2022 yeah. just, just kind of went poof and was gone because my emotional state of being like my physical body and where I was at with that time period, it was very, the physicality of it all was very real, the relevant and related experience to our mortality was just shoved right in my face. Yeah, you know, so when when Jimmy passed my next set of kind of legs like where how did I find myself with with footing or traction or like stability you know where were where were my feet at had a lot to do with diving into work and and being busy with um planning and structuring the future vision Vegas 420 event for which was Jimmy's celebration of life and and many other celebration many other friends celebration of lives as well so um that was essentially the first half of the year for me. And it took a huge amount of my emotional body, my physical yeah. body, my presence, my energy, my time, my money, all my stuff went to that. And I couldn't be happier with the overall home run of an event that that was in its yeah. entirety. And so I want to send a wave of reminders to everybody who was involved with that of thank you, like deep, deep, deep seated thank you from myself, but also from everybody who went to that event, who needed to be at that event, who needed mm -hmm. to be part of that, who, who came away from that and was like, oh, thank gosh, or thank you for being here. You know, that was a huge em connective, emotive experience for 421 people. Yeah. You know? It was yeah. absolutely beautiful. I am lucky enough to have been one of those people that was there that got to experience what you created, how you we. honored Jimmy, we created what we created. And I say we not putting myself in the team. <laughs> no, but you were. <laughs> yeah, it, this, I know. It's all 421 yeah. people created yeah, I know. that together. It's true. You know? It's true. Yes. Uh, you uh, meaning uh, I'm acknowledging the people who did a lot of the behind the scenes work yourself and the rest of your team. Um, and I do acknowledge certainly my contribution to that beautiful energy and love that took place there. And just yeah, all so beautiful. What's interesting about that for me is this year for me was huge. I've commented on this a bit in the last couple of episodes when we were talking about Project 19 and we were talking about my ceremonial work, what's fascinating is it's around the time of the celebration, the one that you're talking about right now, we were gearing up for a demonstration jump with Angel City FC, which it was a three-year effort in the making to partner with them to do a demonstration jump with highlight my my professional demonstration jump skydiving team that is centered around impact and activism and influence and all of those things elevating and championing women and girls to live bold brave lives of their own design so that was huge in the sense that it because we had worked so long to make that happen and it felt tenuous 
at best a lot of times going into it and not because the relationship wasn't a positive one. The relationship was excellent, still is excellent. It's beautiful. I look forward to doing more work with Angel City, but more because it was their first season. They're very busy. They're a startup. They're working with all their stuff. We're kind of still in startup mode as a team as well. And it was a big, big, big get for us. And it was a big, big, big thing that we cared about to kind of bring our team to the next level by working with such a phenomenal partner. And so that's not even talking about all the things that can happen to interrupt a demonstration jump, like not being able to get the right amount of altitude that you need to exit, like the wind and not being able to jump because it's dangerous because stadium walls create crazy turbulence. If it's even remotely windy, it could have been raining. It could have been like there could have been a million things that happened. I'm not even talking about any of that stuff, but it required a high, high, high level of focus. And why I talk about that is because it's a small microcosm of the entire year for me where that was going on and it required a rigorous amount of my energy and focus and, and relentlessness to follow through on, which I was happy to give it. And interestingly, I still found time and space to go to Jimmy's celebration and experience great love in Las Vegas with all of our beautiful Sky family and friends and all of that. I still found time amidst the world record to do six ceremonies with ayahuasca. You know, like, you know, like I still found time to show up and record our episodes so that we could get could stay on on target in terms of our publication. Now, we've reflected on this behind the scenes, where it's like, feels like we barely we did the bare minimum on trust the journey this year because of those other things, right? And that's okay. I feel absolutely at peace with that, especially because of where it feels like we're going this coming year. Yeah. Yeah, I completely echo what you're saying. The first half of the year, I was when when Jimmy died, I was up to my ears, like literally drowning in a massive project, which still followed through to completion on the timeline that we needed it to be done at. Yep. And I I mean, admittedly, admittedly, as that wrapped up and as the Vegas event wrapped up, I was fucking spent. I was completely burnt and toast and absolutely had nothing left to give to anybody. And, and I came home to an eviction from, Oh my gosh. Came home from Vegas to an eviction notice. That's right. I forgot about that. Holy shit. Oh my God. What just, what a, brutal life experience to be like rolling in the door completely ruined and like oh yeah and by the way you got to get out of here in the next 10 10 you got 10 days it's so (laughs) insane life is wild i mean it's funny because it is there is something i i feel like over the years i've learned how to i've gotten better at i wouldn't say i've learned how to (laughs) I'd say I've gotten better at scheduling things in such a way that I have time to recover, like really being honest about the recovery time required for these massive things that you and I do, right? Coming home from Angel City, are you fucking kidding me? I needed like a week to drool 
You know what I mean? That's <laughs> yes, like I that's do. it. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I've done better with with making sure that time is there and being really honest with myself. You know, I need to make sure I have time where I don't have to talk to anybody where I can metaphorically drool or literally it's it's really a real thing. And that I think is a huge part of how I'm able to consistently continue producing good things and being a positive teammate and participant in all the things that I do. Yeah, I know. I want to reflect on something uh, really beautiful. It actually last night as I was laying down to go to sleep, it was kind of late, I should have gone to bed earlier. But I was just I've been pretty night owl lately and sleeping late the days start super late and I sleep until the sun's up and I would I opened YouTube and I searched for one of my favorite meditation teachers, uh, because I was looking for something to soothe me to help me to ease into a state of, uh, you know, quiet the mind and help me to get to where I can go to sleep because it's getting too late. And I knew I had to get up this morning and do this recording. Mm-hmm. And I searched for my favorite meditation teacher. And what do you know, there's a brand new video that he just recorded. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm like, cool, I push play on it. And he's also just reflecting on the end of the year. And he, the question that he poses is what matters most? Mm-hmm. What truly matters most? Mm-hmm. And I just, lo- I just revel in this. And one of the things that I've learned from this teacher, his name is Henry Shuckman. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's absolutely wonderful. I, you know what? I'd love to have him on this podcast one day. That's a goal yeah. that I'm going to put on them on the paper right now for, love it. for, for this show, because he's such a wonderful speaker. He's got this way of speaking, which is grounded in a lighthearted, humorous appreciation of everything. I love that. And I see this nature in like, in, in the the spiritual leaders of the world, like the Dalai Lama is another great example of somebody mm-hmm. who just kind of giggles and laughs at the ridiculousness of it exactly. all. Exactly. Right? It's just all exactly. ridiculous, you it's know, it's ridiculous. just hilarious. Uh-huh. So this <laughs> finding the humor in you, if you go, I need a week to drool after mm-hmm. that event, you know, it's humorous. It's just wonderful to be like, I can't <laughs> even do it. Like, totally. You know, I'm getting evicted. Totally. How wonderful, you know? <laughs> Right, exactly. Look at how fun this is. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my God. It's true. It's true. It's fascinating. I mean, I uh, yeah, this was this was that kind of year for me. It was huge giant things that required massive amounts of my focus and made me contemplate what my answer to that question is, what really matters? Why on earth would I have made time for multiple ceremonies? And I bring it back to that because that that healing journey, the my healing journey is a vast priority in my life, because I believe it is the key to my being of highest service in the world, and being as freely and bravely and radiantly self expressed as I can be, which is what I want, but also what I really and truly believe is my highest contribution and highest leadership. And so it's all very connected for me, you know, because I could look back on myself a handful of years ago, or even even three years ago, 
And if I had a year like this, there's no way I would have mentally and almost intellectually thought that making time for healing retreats would have been a good idea. It would have felt like, quote, too much, right? And all of that stuff. And similarly, I wouldn't necessarily have probably gone in April to your thing. I would have sent love and light and I would have supported you from wherever. And that's all good. And that's a fine choice regardless. It's, I'm not even saying that's a bad choice. I'm just saying that that really showcases where my priorities are. My priorities are at my own healing and with my people that matter to me the most. Those two things are like the number one thing that makes me, that drives my decision making. And it shows up even in a year like this, where I had huge, 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 huge work projects that I believed in and felt purposeful around. So we spend our whole lives doing stuff, right? Stuff. Stuff. Whatever stuff we were told (laughs) was most important for us to do. Usually Mm -hmm. it's whatever we were told. Yeah. Like we've been plugged into a system. We're born into a system that is pre-existing and we're educated that this is what you need to prioritize because this is what matters most. And there, then we kind of, I think everybody hits a point in their life at some point where they start to question that and go, what the have I been doing mm-hmm. for so long here? Because whatever I've been doing doesn't really feel that important anymore. And suddenly We're like, oh, I was valuing this as something that I thought was truly going to serve me or had some greater value and this was important. And then the next thing you know is you're like, it doesn't really matter very much. It just doesn't, it certainly doesn't matter the most. Right. You know, and I I love this idea of really challenging ourselves to ask our deeper question of like, what truly matters the most to me and what I come to at least what has revealed itself to me over the last five years. And for me, it's been a five year awakening. I'm very conscious that somewhere in 2017, my cage got rattled. I was like, wake up, you know, Mm -hmm. wake Mm -hmm. up, Mm -hmm. get the get into this and figure it out. And what truly matters most is my own enjoyment of this experience. Mm -hmm. My own finding the pleasure and finding the humor in this journey, right? Because I can't really be of service to others or be of service to myself. And I could just just summarize it right there. I cannot be of service to this world if I'm not first attending to my own needs and my own awarenesses and finding the humor in my own journey to be able to then let it just roll off my back like water, no chip on this shoulder, the droplet of water runs right off, you know, and recognizing that I'm going, what matters the most is enjoying this human experience while it's so, so temporarily exists. Yeah. Right. Beautiful. And what's so funny about that is part of my annual reflection process is to revisit and do reflection around my core values 
and see what's resonating most, what's drawing me, what's calling me most. And funny enough, I'll put this up to the screen, but like my top two values, connection and humor is that I notice, and it's again, these come and go. Cause like I've said for a long time, this is something that's like a phrase I've said a long time that love and hilarity are the two most important things in life in that order. And I still very much believe that connection to me speaks to love in the way that I mean it. You know what I mean? So there's connection and hilarity. Humor is that surrender to the nonsense of this, of this experience. But it also speaks to what you just said of like, that helps me really enjoy my life, you know, not get stuck on anything, you know, just like be delighted. The word delight is so God, I love that word. You know, when people are like, Oh, that's just delightful. (laughs) I'm like, yes, it is delightful. I just yeah. wrote down nonsensical because yeah. my experiences with um, plant medicine with ayahuasca have mm-hmm. led me to just observe the nonsensical nature of existence. And in that, I just smile. So funny. I it's smile ridiculous. so big. You can see these muscles are worked, <laughs> right? They're like <laughs> popping out of my face because I've been smiling about how nonsensical it all is. And <laughs> It's nonsense, right? The root of that word is nonsense, Mm -hmm. you know, no sense, nonsense, no sense. You know, it doesn't have to make any sense. We're striving every day. We're like fighting to make it fucking make sense, you know? Mm -hmm. And then the more we fight this whole idea of like, oh, it needs to make sense. It's got to make sense. I'm going to put a structure around it all. Mm -hmm. I'm going to control it all. I got to make it make sense and make it super simple so that it's, and it's not, it doesn't, it's, it it, it just keeps getting weirder. (laughs) It just keeps getting weirder and weirder, man. The the last year, the last half the year, the last month, the last week, every day of my life, it just keeps getting weirder. And I just revel in it. I love it. Making it weird, which is a consistent intention from both of you, both of us to the world, to our people. What's funny, I think, too, what's interesting and powerful is when you really connect to things being nonsensical, things being ridiculous, things being just fucking pure comedy. And then you couple that with the powerful structural skills that we put in play around our teams. It's really fun. It is really fun. And I I say that because that's how I experience it. To, To me, entrepreneurship, business, creativity, this running this thing, creating this thing, building this family and community and all the things that we're doing feels really fun to me because I'm surrendered to what it's going to turn into. I'm surrendered to where it's going to go, even though we have a vision. You know what I mean? But it's more that bigger picture, deeper vision that is very much divorced from the short term hows. You know what I mean? Even though 
we then commit to short-term hows, right? So that is, that is part of our process. We go, what are we going to do? We just made a new logo. We decided to engage in the Trust the Journey family with more intention. We, whatever, like we're upping our video quality. We're working with a new studio today. This is the first episode we're recording on Riverside. We're fucking fired up about it. Those are very micro examples. We don't know how it's going to go. This, who knows? I don't know where this recording's going to save to. Who, who the hell knows? That, we'll find out. You know what I mean? You know? I do. It's, but so, that, that surrendered quality coupled with the intentional focus and structure, it can be really fun and really powerful. So, so here's a beautiful analogy for exactly what you're just describing, okay? Life, it's like juggling, right? So there is a lot of intention and there is a lot of structure and there is a lot of focus that goes into juggling, right? right juggling right. Is, is a skill, right? It is an <laughs> art and it is a skill, but it is also nonsensical. Yes. Who juggles? Yes. Clowns juggle, right? <laughs> Clowns juggle because they're, they're just enjoying the hilarity of it all. And do they drop the balls? Yes, they drop all of the balls. Do they drop the chainsaws? Yes, they drop the chainsaws. <laughs> you know, like they, they don't keep, it doesn't work. It just falls to the ground. At times it all falls to the ground. And what do you do when it falls to the ground? You giggle and yeah. you laugh and you enjoy the hilarity and the nonsensical nature of it all. And this is our lives, right? Like this is our journey. We're like, we're just going to pick up the balls and we're going to learn to hold them in our hands, or we're going to learn to juggle them, we're going to learn, maybe we're going to get this beautiful act going where we could juggle up to like five balls. If you could juggle five balls, you're a good juggler. Yeah, right? with consistency, right? Like that is the mark of a decent jugglers to have five balls in the air moving consistently, not three, five. And that's hard. Okay, it takes a lot of practice, it takes mm -hmm. a lot of focus and dedication and investment into something which is also just Pointless. Yeah. It's pointless. Like, mm -hmm. what is the fucking value of throwing balls in the air? There's, <laughs> it's just for the self-entertainment. So let me go back to the point that I was on earlier to say the self-entertainment, the value, the entertainment value of it is I should be enjoying this experience. The whole point of this experience is that I should be enjoying it and give it value. If the journey that I'm creating for myself has a value to me because I'm enjoying it, then others are going to take value in it too. So if I'm getting wonderful at juggling these balls, people stand there and, and they go, look at that. That's yeah. so wonderful. And they take in that, that's what, 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 delightful. That's delightful. It's delightful. Right? Look at that, how delightful that is, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, my hope is that's part of the experience people have listening to us. <laughs> you know, you know. I, so. I, I, I really do hope that because I'm like, I would like to think it comes through that we don't know what the fuck we're doing half the time, just or all of the time, like the rest of humanity. We've touched on that plenty of times on the show. And I think it's just there's so much freedom in that because, you know, the other side of this coin, we can we can easily go to the deep and spiritual and broad and values based and and, you know, emotional, char emotionally charged parts of this conversation. And I would I would wonder what people think about, well, OK, Mel and Jay, cool. But how do you actually do it? You've got 120 episodes. You've been doing this consistently for four years. A lot of people start podcasts. A lot of people 
have inspired ideas, but not everybody follows through on them. Not everybody gets to four years and 120 episodes and a new logo and a, and a renewed passion for what this community can be and where it can go and how much it can contribute to the world and others. You know what I mean? So like there is something there to extract from that side of, of this conversation also that I think could be of high service to people who want to create into higher levels, but maybe aren't sure how to do it. It's practice, though. I mean, that's the whole name. The, the, the juggling scenario analogy is is the perfect analogy, right? I'm sure most almost everybody here at some point or another has picked up a couple pieces of fruit or a couple balls and at least tried once to like, throw them in the air, right? And so for me, I think that there's a certain amount of balance in my life that comes from creating structured practices that are going to support support or be they're going to be the architecture of who I am, right? So again, I'm going to go back to Henry's talk. And I'll post a link to this in the show notes for those of you who want to check out Henry Shuckman. He's awesome. He's saying, who, who am I? You know, like, what, what, who am I? What is this all about? What is going on? What's going on here? Right? Like, what is the literal nature of all of this? And the nature of it is, we're here, we're existing, and then we're not. And in the meantime, let's do something interesting with our time, or at least let's do something that is of value to us, that is going to help create the structure of who we are, mm -hmm. that allows us to have an experience that is called this life that is somewhat pleasurable, mm -hmm. right? Because if we don't take the time to invest in creating that structure to uphold us, we're going to create structures that do not serve us. Mm -hmm. That is the default, right? Like we either do things consciously with intention, or we do things unconsciously, unintentionally. And they either one of these is happening all the time, you can't do like, if you stop doing one, the other happens. This is the nature of this polarized existence. If we're not creating with intention, we're creating unintentionally. Mm -hmm. And being unintentionally means we're doing it unconsciously. And if we're doing it unconsciously means we're probably doing things that are taking us down mm -hmm. rather than lifting us up. Mm -hmm. So putting any kind of structured practices into play are, that are least consciously created are going to help create that architecture of who we are and build those practices to help, like you said, I'm going to find time to go to ceremonies this year. I'm going yeah. to find time for meditation. I'm going mm -hmm. to find time to go to friends events. Yeah. Because that's actually more important than watching another Netflix show or twiddling my thumbs on the couch or going out drinking or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. I often think back when we're reflecting on our years with Trust the Journey and we're doing our annual reviews, I often think back to the start. And this is something that I think is always worth resharing with with Gosh. the audience is the intuition around who we want to work with, who we want to be around, and the possibility that is inherent in that choice, right? You dropped me in a note and said, Hey, I don't know what it might look like, but I think you and I should work together. And I had an intuitive read on that offer and said, yes, right? And so that's a, that's a big deal. It, it might have been a, you know, might not have gone anywhere and that's fine. But there is something to that. 
in terms of helping people know where to start, right? So they might be in your shoes thinking about someone in their life going, oh, you know, I just kind of want to, I want to know that person more or, or I have this idea, maybe I'll just tell them about it. It might not go anywhere, but it might go someplace really, really cool. It might turn into more than you, you can contemplate at this point, especially when you get into that collaborative space. And so for me, that was something I recognized very clearly back then was missing in my creative and business life was I did a fuck ton by myself. And I did really good by myself. But it wasn't that fulfilling. I mean, it was fulfilling from a creative standpoint and a creation standpoint and a contribution because my work has me my life coaching work has me engaging other people. So it was deeply, deeply fulfilling there. But meaning the entrepreneurial side was, uh, was honestly an environment of control. Because it was only me, I didn't have to answer to fucking anybody, it felt free, but it also was very limiting. And so I give myself mad credit over the last four years for stepping into partnerships that are wildly fulfilling to me and have made possible all the stuff that has happened this year and where we're going into 2023. So it just is really exciting. And I have to acknowledge that about where I was in my own way, where my habits had me sort of stifled, even though I was feeling pretty good about my choices and values and all of those things. I I want to um uh what what the hell, what do you call it when you're like you, you, what you gave me was a a point to push off of it's like yeah yeah expand Anyways. on expand yeah. on so in front of me over the last week I was actually just sitting here the other night looking at this I've got all these different I've got two monitors that I use and on my monitors I have desktop backgrounds, pictures, right? And what I have on them is the logos for all the things that I've been working on, right? So on the screen on my left, I have our new Trust the Journey logo with this beautiful new emblem. And, and I have multiple screens that I can pick from. So I've got my Flight One emblem up there, which is this organization that we've been building for almost two decades now. I've got our new product marketing logo, which is going to be premiering at PIA, which we're super excited about. I've got my Jasmine logo that I've worked on for this is a part of me that I've been bringing to the surface to present and share. I've got Desert Soul Collective, a logo and font up there. I've got the PD Factory team legacy up there. And what I'm realizing that I don't have up here is I don't have my new, like my brand, like Jason Moledsky and my logo of who I am. And I recently launched my new website. You heard me talking about it, start promoting on the show. And it, it, you know what? It is freaking basic. It is so basic. Like it is one landing page. It has some links to my socials. We're done. You know, like there is nothing there. It is so boring and so one ball. I'm throwing one ball up in the air and catching it. I'm throwing one ball in the air and catching it, right? Because yep. this is the thing. I have, and the same as you, right? So I spent my, most of my life thinking I can do this alone, right? Because I was tossed into the world in a way where I had to fight to be strong on my own because of yeah. the, my circumstances of my life, you know? So I was stuck with this thing of like, I can do it on my own. I got to be strong. I got to be independent. 
I got to be able to do everything and I'm going to fight my way to becoming a champion and whatever. I didn't become a champion on my own. That's a bunch Mm -hmm. of shit, right? I became a champion because I had a wife, a woman next to me who supported everything that I did to Mm -hmm. make sure that I had every need met. And I had teammates on either side of me who would support me and encourage me. And I had a, a list of companies that were investing in me to make it all happen. So by, there's none of that as alone, yep. right? That is a huge team effort. And same thing with Flight One, same thing with Trusted Journey, same thing with Desert Soul Collective, same thing with all the entities I'm involved with, my family, right? None of this is alone. And I've struggled. I'm going to be vulnerable here. I've yeah. struggled, even though I have been ultimately self-confident right? Self-confident enough to become world champion over and over and over again. That's a massive amount of confidence, like just Mm -hmm. spewing confidence, but self-value and self-worth, like my measure of self-worth has been something I'm terrified of. Terrified of saying I have self, I have value, I have Mm -hmm. worth. It's enough to like to actually put my name on a website, put it up there and be like, this is me, you know, this is a huge step for me. And I can, I know, Almost everybody listening can identify with this, right? Like, I've been terrified of the idea of putting my name up in a an ad, and companies use my picture in an ad and be like, Whoa. "I'm like, what is this self promotion? What is this ego crap?" You know, like I just struggle with it for decades and decades now. And what I've come to realize is like, this is my journey, man. Uh, I need to celebrate who I am and be proud of who I am, and. Can I be proud of who I am? That's the real question is, am I actually proud of who I am? Yeah. And when I dig in and find parts of myself that I'm not proud of, that's where I got to go, oh, I need to do that work. Mm-hmm. I need to find that, figure that spot out because I can't joyously and delightfully move through my life experience if I keep bumping into these parts of myself that I don't like. Yep. Absolutely. Right? You know, the mirror share from me, and this very much dovetails off of last week's or last episode that we published, is that deep, deep fear of being alone, that deep, deep fear of being alone, that deep, deep fear of being unloved, that deep, deep fear of being rejected and abandoned, right? That we talked about last episode that I've been healing around my dad and stuff like that and love relationships. You can see the influence of that in my life choices also, where I would, where I set up a company that is me, just me, right? Just me. Mm -hmm. I set up a company and I felt called to work that had me connecting with people in such a way that it was very honest and true right? To fulfill that deep need in me for that connection, for a a space to love others, a space to feel loved. It's very, very fascinating stuff. And it's all very true, you know, and I, I want that to be made very clear is that it's not a dysfunction per se. It's also rooted in something very, very true of wanting to feel love and wanting ways to be able to love at the levels and ferocity that I feel. You know what I'm saying? I'm a that it feels I have a powerful love in me. And I think a lot of people that work with me really feel that because it's so true. And 
the other side of that coin is that deep wound. And so in healing that, it's been, I've been able to open more doors to, again, collaborations where I'm not actually manifesting all of this aloneness in my life. Instead, I'm manifesting partnership, I'm manifesting love, I'm manifesting community, I'm manifesting in all kinds of ways. You know what I mean? I look at the life coaching and I go, that, that was one of the first forays into me be, being really honest about it. You know, diving into skydiving was another thing of like, wow, sea of misfit toys. I feel loved here. I feel seen. I feel accepted. I feel safe emotionally. It's interesting. It's very, very interesting stuff. And it's beautiful personally for me to feel that healing. So, so now down the path in my life, both personally and professionally. You, you were talking about uh, the intuition side of things where you just like, I'm, I feel like this is the right thing. I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know, and I think this is a really, really important thing that I, I have always operated this way. I just go with my gut, right? Mm -hmm. Like whatever my gut instinct is, is what I'm going to go with. And there's this, I love working with people who operate this way because I'll use an example with uh, my teammates, at my co-founders at Flight One and PD Factory team members. We will you know, go through a long deliberation. I mean, we spend an entire day working on asking ourselves all these questions like, okay, we're looking at new partners or candidates or some other thing we're going to do and like evaluate it and pros and cons and break everything down. You do this whole process. And then you draw a line and you go, well, the obvious winner after evaluating all this stuff is X here and Y is a no. And then we go, stop. How does everybody feel? What's our gut check right now? Is this what we want to do? Does everybody like, let's, what does your gut say right now? And if our gut says no, even if the answers are clear yeses, we just say no. Mm -hmm. And we just go with the, tr in the end, it's like really about how it makes us feel. Yep. So. I want to take a second and I want to send a shout out to my business partner and my friend because I love this guy so much. He's great. Ryan Redfoot. We became business partners about a year ago and it's 1111. <laughs> and I fucking love this guy, man. I really love working together. And this is one of those things where the universe just kind of shows up and says that that feels like the right thing to do. Let's let's just do this. If you want to do this, let's do this. And immediately we're just down the track, yep. you know, and I'm really couldn't be happier with how making the decision to follow those instincts and to go down that road has led to such a rich and fruitful connection. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what it's really about is it's about these deeper connections. It's about family. It's about finding somebody else who you can throw the balls to when you're yeah. juggling somebody to juggle with. And when you drop the balls, you're just giggle at each other and exactly. go, we dropped them, you know, exactly. let's pick them up again. Let's pick them back up and let's try <laughs> throwing the balls some more, you know, and let's try throwing five balls. Can we know we can't even do three. Why are we trying five? Let's go back to four. You know? <laughs> Just like in our review where we're like, mm, nope, didn't do that at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that thing. Nope. I don't, I don't mm. think I ever did that one time. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's so true. It's beautiful. It's so, so it's so critical. 
having partners like that, I think. Because you so need Mel, to feel, when you came, when, yeah. Go when ahead. you came back, I want to, mm-hmm. I want to notate you for a second here because y- y- it was very obvious what you, where your share was about. You know, your energy was pulled so thin for so long last year that I was like, yeah. okay, I get this much of Mel, uh, and I have to be, I have to be okay with that, yeah, because this is what she's got to give right now, and she's given it, yep. okay. And she's given everything that she can based on how much she has to give out in so many places. And she's still showing up and yeah. she's still here. And at times she was worn thin, a little ragged around the edges, but she's showing up. And I honor you for that. And I appreciate you. And I want to recognize that I could see how that was stretching your elasticity was gone. You know, yeah. there was no elasticity left. You're just down to the like the raw edges here. But when the loading of all the big projects wrapped up and you finish up with Project 19, all of a sudden there's this weight that's been lifted. There's all this space that's created and there's this energy that blossoms and the flower that's been growing, that's been blooming. All of a sudden, woof, all the petals come open and there's the beautiful aroma of the flowers and there's the beautiful sight to be seen and the bees that come and go. And I hope you like my analogy. I do. I do. <laughs> I I. I know, you know what I mean? I'm aware of what is going on. And I, I soup, I so appreciate that reflection. And I so appreciate your grace as my partner. And this in this endeavor that we've taken on together. I so appreciate your grace as my friend. And it's, it matters. And that's, again, goes back to when you choose a person to work with when you choose a person to do any level of partnership with is that how are they going to meet you when you need them to be giving you grace when they are? Mm-hmm. Well, how are they going to, going to accept you in your humanity, in your other priorities? You know what I'm saying? Because what matters most? Yeah. yeah. And I, I see that I felt that I feel safe in that held space. And I feel as a result of that, all the more inspired to give everything that I can give to this partnership going forward in the ways that we've decided to grow. So that's very exciting to me. Oh my God, I am serious. When I was waiting for the pop and I knew I would have to recover, which I, which I have been doing, but I'm stoked, man. I am fucking stoked. I feel thrilled at what feels like a big giant catapult from 2022, sending me like a rocket into 2023. It's very interesting, even though some of my goals are going to be very big and front facing. And some of my goals are going to be very, very introverted where I'm writing and, and going deep into my storytelling. So it's, it's, it's cool where things are going, but I have, I have the energy for it. And I'm so, so grateful. I have to mirror exactly what you just said. The last few years, my practices have changed. You know, I'm not the same person that I was, and I don't value the same things that I used to. And I'm just not the same person. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the last few years, I've started off the new year with going to bed at a reasonable time and getting a decent night's sleep so that when I wake up my first morning of the year, I'm right into the things that are valued to me. And I'm taking care of my physical body, my spiritual body, my energetic body. And I feel so good about the direction that things are headed in. I know that the practices that I'm 
committing myself to and that I'm following through on are what are creating that structure and that architecture for me to lead a happy, happy, healthy, fulfilled, and a life that I'm, I'm happy to be putting my time into, you know, I'm showing up to myself. It's like, do I have a job that I want to show up to every day? Well, my job is me, right? Mm -hmm. My job is show up to myself in a way that's going to ensure that when I'm done my day of work, whatever I've done with my day, that I feel like I'm, I feel contentment for the time that's been spent. Yes. Yes. I just feel that I just want to sit in that energy. You know, I've been doing that a lot lately, sitting in that contentment. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't take too much. You know, I can say, Mm -hmm. I could go to one yoga class. And then I could take a pause and I could sit in content. That's all Mm -hmm. I would have to do. It's go to like Mm -hmm. one yoga class. This, This is not like, I need to do 12 amazing things today. Right, you know, I don't right. need to use every hour. I can just right. do one thing mm-hmm. that can bring me to a place where I can now pause and feel the contentment out of it all. You know, I think that's really important to remember because for at least for me, I can get underwater very quickly if I start putting my attention on everything mm-hmm. and trying to keep the balls in the air in every area. And if I drop one, then I feel like, oh, I failed. You know, all I have to do is pick one up. It's the act of picking one up that allows me to feel contentment, that gives me the ability to say, oh, I'm showing up. I'm showing up to where there's value for me, whether that's uh, to my family, to my teammates, to my coworkers, to my physical body, mm-hmm. you know, to my spiritual self, my energetic self, showing up to each one of these parts of my existence. 2022 required me to give myself just as much grace as I received from others, for sure, for sure, because it was so intense. And this is what happens. It was a ma- massive growth edge for me on t- in 2022. Yes. I achieved a lot with my teams and my people and, and by myself, I did a lot. I did a lot, but in so doing all of that, I was on a growth edge that I hadn't experienced before so much so that even my system started to really get shaky under that pressure my, you know, getting things done, my task management system, I would go Mm -hmm. days and days and potentially weeks without even looking at it. And just hoping that I wasn't forgetting something, which is so not how I roll at all, you know, and so it spoke volumes uh, to what I'm going to do intentionally in 2023, which is say no to a lot more in order to free up space for the things that like we were talking about earlier, matter the most that feel the most intuitively centered for me that are calling me the most that if I really take a moment to pause, you know, I give myself that space, I let my shoulders drop let my eyes close. And I take that moment 
or or however long a meditation might might require me to to take it's it's just like that's important to really touch back with ourselves on those things and then be honest with ourselves about what we really want to focus on and then be brave enough to say no to the other things that's a, that's a hard thing to do i'm yeah. still not clear on what that's going to look like what i'm going to say no to but i know that that's something i'm leaning into in order to clear space and energy for progress and at levels that i really want to get to i just did a couple of those um so a little pat on my own back for for me kind of growing into my true values in for for one thing is i followed through on everything that i planned for myself to do in 2022 all, all the big goals got check marks next to them i did them all i went all the places i planned to go i did all the things i planned to do i even did a bunch of other stuff that i didn't plan to do on top of that it's amazing how much time yes. we have to do things <laughs> and then in that same sense when I was reaching a period where I needed to recharge and refocus and just pull back on all the doing and do a lot less so that I could truly figure out where my priorities need to be and to put my direction to say, okay, this is what matters most. When there were opportunities that were actually arriving at my door, knocking at my door, say, hey, come over here and do this. Hey, come over there. I'm like, Ooh, that's an easy one for me. I could easily default to doing that because I've done it a hundred times before. People know me for it. It's an easy money. Mm -hmm. It's this thing I could be doing. And, I, and I've said no. Mm -hmm. I had two in two weeks where people were like, hey, 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 come here, do this thing. And I'm like, you know what? As much as that the old me would have said yes to that, if I do that right now, I'm deprioritizing what I told myself was a priority to me. And I'm pushing something that I know is no longer my priority to the top of the pile. And I'm repeating an old pattern. And I think that's the biggest thing is like breaking out of the old pattern so that we can move into the new ones. We have to first make the space. And so thank you, Ayahuasca, for teaching mm -hmm. me this. Mm -hmm. I have to let go of the things I'm holding on to before I can be receive anything else, right? Yeah. This is exactly the same lessons I've learned in music. That if you want to introduce a new element into a piece of music, you have to first make a space for that that piece to move into. Mm. And this is the same thing with how our computers work. If your RAM is fully loaded or you have 100 windows open and you try and open one more, yeah. your first, good luck. You're just going to lose it amongst all the other windows. The thing's going to crash. It's not going to work. You know, we've got to close all those things out. Get rid of them. You know, be done with them. Do a reboot. Start over. <laughs> Totally. Well, I can't let this episode end without talking about and just calling out even quickly, our beautiful new logo. I'm like, oh, so excited about it. It's gorgeous. Too. It's beautiful. It's so much more representative of us, what we care about our energy, who we are, what you just what we want to invite people into and just the process and the journey and all of that and the spiritual undertones of what we what we do here and the seekers that we are. I'm just so thrilled. It's beautiful. It's inclusive. It's just, oh, I'm so happy. And I'm so thrilled that you all are here listening. Thank you for being with us. I'm just like, I just have to I have to call that out before we close. I have to say the same thing, you know, I have it in big 
screen right here next to me. And I love the way the icon is showing up everywhere. And I've been what I've been doing is kind of seeing it in relationship to all the other icons that are out there. You know, I flip on YouTube in the evenings, and I see our little logo next to all the other channels. And I'm like, look how bright, vibrant and rel and I can really pick it out. And so a big thanks to Taylor over at Euphoria Art Studios for helping us get this together. I really appreciate you, Taylor. You're awesome. Thank you for putting up with my perfectionism and working through the process with the way I need to do things. So thank you for that. And thank you, Mel, for letting me just drive and, you know, be at the wheel and, you know, checking in with the navigators to make it sure we're on pass. So thank yeah. you to Kim and Mel for, you know, your feedback on everything. But I love the direction that it the, the logo literally gives us. It's like, here's mm -hmm. a direction, you know, yep. there, go ahead. Let's just enjoy this journey. It's a wondrous journey. It's delightful. It's nonsensical. Yes. It's ridiculous. Try and make a rainbow sensical, you know, darkness like to light. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. I'm thrilled. And I want to put one more thing on top of the cake as a cherry. The great thing about this is, this is something I've been reflecting on with all the different teams that I work with and all my family is to say that when it no longer resonates with us or if there's something about something that's like less than perfect, we can just change it. Yep. We can just change it. So this is a wonderful thing. Like I just got to do a version of whatever I want to do. So right now I have um, a shitty first draft that is spewing out and it sucks. Mm -hmm. It sucks. It is shitty. but the first version of it has to hit the paper in order for there to be a second version of it. Absolutely. And the second version will be so much better than the first version. So our first version of our logo was, eh, yeah, yeah, it's okay. It but you know what? Okay. It was great. It was great for what we needed to get started. It was absolutely. Perfect. It was yep. just what we needed to get started. And now the second iteration shows all the work and investment and change and growth. And this is this is us, man. This is life. You oh, know? my God. So, so I, I always hate to say, hey, go listen to the first episode of the podcast. Oh God, Don't listen to the first episode. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. Please never listen to the first episode. But if you really want to feel good about where you're starting, go listen to the first episode of the podcast and you will hear from this episode to that episode how far we have come as people as producers, as public speakers, as audio generators, whatever, all the things. It's exciting to watch. And that I think is the perfect note to end on is, is that idea of if you're listening to this and you're not sure where to start, starting anywhere is better than still continuing to wonder and not taking any action. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for being our audience, for listening. Uh, we appreciate every single one of you. We truly do. And thank you to everybody who reaches out to take the time to say thank you. This meant something to me. You know, we read every single comment that goes up on any of the, pe on any of the feeds. So if you want to reach us directly, Instagram, DM, uh, YouTube comments also work. You can find Melanie at MelanieCurtis.com. You can find Jay, me at JasonMaletsky.com. If you really want to support the show, please subscribe. Subscribing on YouTube goes a long way to helping us be able to do what we do on Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. 
liking, commenting, sharing with other people out there is a really powerful way to extend our reach to help this positive work that we're trying to do in the world to reach others. That goes a long way. And if you want to be a financial supporter, Patreon's the way to do it. You can find the button at trustthejourney.today, right at the top or right at the bottom of the page. There are buttons that will take you to Patreon where you can part be part of the Trust the Journey family. And these are the people we get to be friends with and we get yeah. to know each other. Yeah. yeah, you know, and honestly, I have just a quick note on Patreon is that I support other artists in the world on Patreon because I love them and I and I want to put energy their way. So I'm not saying that so you'll do that for us. Like, But if you feel compelled or called to support us, it really is a great way to support us. Like there's a bunch of people that I support at like five bucks, you know, five bucks, no big deal, one, one Starbucks. And I feel really good about it. Every time I see that come through, I'm like, yeah, I'm supporting my girl or I'm supporting my, my person. And it feels really good. So anyway, for everyone who already does, thank you. For anyone who's just listening, we appreciate your time and energy and we love you all so much. And anything that any feedback or any questions hit us up, like Jay said on Instagram, and we'll go from there. Thanks, everybody. We love, love you. Love you, team.